You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 19 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's still Brad Rothschild. Dude, you and I just had the epic conversation before this whole thing even started. Hey, no, now I'm, I'm spent. I don't have any. We're like, to say. I got nothing else to say. So goodbye. <laughs> it was really good catching up because we yeah, haven't talked right, obviously talk in so long. Have a yeah. good trip. Yeah, Let you me too. know how it goes. Exactly. Text I'll miss me you on your I'll, way out. Unfortunately, I won't see you in New York, but you know, there's always next time. But exactly. yes, I feel like we just covered everything, and I'm like, eh, maybe like. Two minutes of what we talked about would have been stuff that we could have talked about on the podcast. No, I held one. I held one. Thing oh, you back. held it. You held something in the chamber. You got one in the chamber. What do you I got? Am, I am so psyched uh-huh. that in April, I think it's in April, Alex Van Halen's book Brothers oh. is being published. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm just, so pumped. I just heard. I was in the car. Yeah, and some on um, you know. Sirius XM, whatever station right. I was listening to, they were talking about it. I I texted you about it yesterday. You texted me, I, and you're like, when you want to do the podcast? And then yeah. I sent you back like five text messages. I don't think buried I saw in that. that. Buried in that was, did you see Alex Van Halen's I autobiography totally missed, coming out? I totally missed that whole exchange. Because and yesterday, yeah. we were, I was shooting, and then we like literally left the camera person in my apartment because we shot here. I'm like, we got to go because we're I, going out. I read I did little bits and pieces of it at Van Halen News Desk. I'm so psyched. It's going to be great. And <laughs> it's it's like perfect because it comes out at a time like I'm on the glide path till my book comes out. And of course, my book won't compete with Alex's book. So I don't, oh. don't want to cut into his sales, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice of you. That's nice of you. Maybe no, but I'll be hang. like, I'll be like chilling, so I'll have an opportunity to read it without being like, I'm maybe, so stressed, I can't read this. Maybe you'll run into each other on the, <laughs> author, <laughs> on the author circuit. Like you'll be sipping cocktails together, discussing literary, like all some, things literary. At some book festival, or <laughs> somehow I don't think that's gonna happen. You never know. You yeah. Know, you think a lot of his book is gonna be about his brother? I think so. It's 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 like a love letter to his his sincerely departed brother. Alex is seventy. Alex See, is that's 70. a little bit mind blowing. I have to say, a little mind blowing. He he, he the guy who wrote it with him is a New Yorker writer, so it's going to be excellent. Um, one thing I did learn, I think I may have known this, but Eddie Van Halen, no one who ever knew him ever called him Eddie. Ed Ed. He was Ed or Edward. Yeah, like if Ed. you listen to Valerie Bertinelli, she always refers to him as Ed or Edward. David Lee Roth always referred to him as Edward. I'm sure um, he referred to him as other things. Well, too, motherfucker, like, dickhead, I hate you. Asshole. It sounds yeah. like it sounds like David Lee Roth was quite abusive towards Edward, though. He was yeah, very, very critical of him. It does not surprise me. Yeah. But yeah. they hated him. It was mutual. It was totally the hate, mutual. The hate was mutual. The hate was, well, the whole origin of Dave, I mean, because Dave can't sing. Was that his father had no money, offense. so they could rent they could rent the studio, and then they put a studio in Doctor Roth's house. So, so we're saying that the one J 
Jewish member of <laughs> Hill and was the one who bought his way in. Is that what we're suggesting? Yeah, I don't know. Look, Diamond David Lee Roth had a personality. Yes. I think he's, I think well, he's, you know, well covered ground that his brain is frazzled at this point. The way but. that Sammy Hagar became the lead singer after Dave left the band was because Ted Templesman, their, their producer, always wanted Sammy Hagar to be the lead. But actually, he came to he came to like Dave for his songwriting, you know, his lyrics, his lyrics, and his onstage antics, which kind of was a big part of the band. It was a huge part of the band. Like the what was it? The, the not the splits, but he would like do that jump. Oh my god! This everything. The, I mean, he's the guy from martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah. In the chaps, in the I mean, <laughs> with the no no bottoms in the chaps. <laughs> With the hairy Jewish chest. You did not. Well, yeah, the hairy Jewish chest, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the long flowing mane. I mean, <laughs> you know, Van Halen may have sold more albums with Sammy Hagar. I think. I think so. And they did, but anybody who is a Van Halen aficionado, at least a normal one, would say. The real band was the first iteration, well, right. and that's and the it, only iteration. And the, the only iteration. And the the thing is, is that I mean, if you saw them live during the Dave era, yeah, as I did, as you did, yeah. I mean, there's no that show that ever compares to that ever that you'd ever go to, dude. Especially since we were teenagers at the time. Dude, and then I relived it again in 2014 when Lauren I, and yeah. I went. Yeah, I feel like I know. went in like 2008. Yeah, whatever it was, and they had Cool and the Gang opening. Cool, up yeah, for them. it was. That was 2014, I think. I thought it was maybe. Maybe was it earlier? I got to go look at my concert tea. It's in we'll my. It's in my I did not get it. I did not get it. I don't think it was 2008 because that was the year we right. moved to DC and we saw it in right. Cap One Center in DC. You could be right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was pretty. I was pretty psyched when I was because I am trying to write an article, but I was about Van Halen. No, about. <laughs> America's place in the world. Um, What's it? Wait, isn't that what I just said? <laughs> and I was kind of stuck, and so I was fiddling around on the interwebs, and, uh-huh. and you came across Van Halen News Desk. Van Halen News Desk with breaking news about Alex's autobiography. Yeah, that'll be a good read. I'm pretty. When's it, when's it coming up? I think it's April. I was so excited. I'm texting you. I'm sorry. That's a great Afi Komen gift for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the David Lee Roth autobiography would be a better Afi Komen gift. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Did you read it? What he mentions his kosher nana in the first couple pages. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. But the other day, I was in the Barnes and Noble on Broadway in like eighty third. Was it in the like you know two ninety nine bin? No, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't looking uh, at that. I was looking at the Getty Lee autobiography. I picked that up, and in the first page, he talked about his Holocaust uh, survivors. Holocaust survivors, yeah. Right, yeah. Like within the first, like right. I was like, oh, this is interesting, and I, I do. Yeah, it's an interesting. Rush never, yeah. never did it for you. I mean, look, they're technically proficient musicians, but they like, some, look, there are people who obviously you and I both grew up with people who are like huge into Rush. Right. And there are people like me who are like, yeah, they have a few good songs that I right. enjoy. Okay. Um, I wouldn't go to their concert. You know, like, I never saw them live and I don't think I would have and ever seen them live. And this is why you missed the opportunity when your kids were going to the same camp as Paul Rudd's kids to ask Paul Rudd whether he and Jason Siegel really like Rush 
or whether it was just a group my kids didn't go to the same camp. I thought we, they went to. I thought no. Paul Rudd's kids went to camp yeah. the same camp. No, yeah, no. You must be thinking of another Jewish friend of yours who you do podcast with. It was not me. It wasn't you. No, although my friend Peter is friends with Paul Rudd. Well, you got to ask him. I yeah. If they really did. Do they I, rock out to Rush? I bet you they did. <laughs> I, I bet you they did. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't fake that love that they showed in the movie. You really can't. Yeah, yes, yeah. you can, and it's called acting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know yeah. because I don't like Russ that much, so I can yeah. see that being a total goof. In any event, you um, never know. You never know. In other news, which not as important as Alex's autobiography coming out, I can only Mitch McConnell is he's out. He's out. He's out. Yeah. yeah, you texted me yesterday, yesterday or Thursday when it happened. I just said goodbye, Mitch. Yeah, and I said, yeah, Donald Trump like, owns the, the Republican part. Party lock, right. stock, and barrel now. And that's right. exactly what this is. This is a complete capitulation. Although, and- I mean, to be honest with you, it's not like McConnell was a bulwark against Trumpism. No, he actually sucked balls. Right, he he enabled a lot of the a lot bad of shit. shit that is happening right now, and all, like, the entire Supreme Court bullshit shit, is right. all because of him. All. And like, yeah, and he's proud of himself. Oh, it's one of his greatest yeah accomplishments. Look, I don't believe in hell, but if I wish that if there were one, uh, he would definitely be there. If there were I mean, hell, he'd be rotting and he dies. Right, and now he's an he, awful human being who's been so been much unable to. Our country. I mean, the Senate, the Senate did pass a bipartisan bill on aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, and a border with border security. So that's a House problem. But McConnell just, you know, like the idea that he is somehow, you know, oh, so he hasn't spoken to Trump in four. Who gives a shit? His wife was a member in, of Trump's cabinet. Cabinet, yeah. exactly. Let's not pretend right. that he did not enable all of the bullshit. Right, right. Let's not pretend that. And we I'm will not pretend it. No, we will. Not, we um, will remember. We will. But you know, the MAGA people have always hated Mitch McConnell. Right. Well, they hate all those guys. Yeah, because they're like rhinos. But when the it, thing is, is that like they all come from the same place. Like JD Vance went to Yale. Isn't wasn't that like the big deal? He came from Apple went Yale Action, went to Yale, and went, went to Yale, Yale Law School. Yeah, Judy Vance is a terrible is piece person. of shit, right? Yeah, terrible person. After a complete he, opportunist. He said some kind of bullshit at the Munich Security Conference, and someone put up a thing, like a meme. It was like, JD Vance are Moscow. He's going on and on about how it's like a forever war. It's a forever. Yeah, it's a forever war for Putin, yeah. not for us. Just pass the, the, the aid for Ukraine. You pin this guy down forever. I mean, these guys, they're just so. Because they see Putin as an ally well, yeah, in the culture did, wars. When, we talked yes, about that last yes, week. Yes, of course. We talk about it all the time. But it's kind of, um, you know, we're through the looking glass when the Republican Party is now the allied party with Moscow. Reagan. Yeah, allied with Moscow. I mean, my God, the stuff that the Freedom Caucus has been tweeting out on this. Dude, is we are going to be out of, if Trump wins again, we're going to be out of NATO. There will be complete chaos. Well, look, we have um, There'll be the more one Republican you, member of the Maryland congressional delegation. Yeah, is is a is his father was like a real life Hungarian fascist. 
And so the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. These yeah. guys, they love Orban. He's a fascist. They really I do. mean, Jesus. Like, you real know, deal. Like, people exaggerate, right, about, you know, who's a fascist, fascist who's no, not a fascist. But in this like, instance, this guy, right. Yeah. It's like uh, Sebastian Gorka. Right. Whose name, Same. whose name, thankfully, we haven't spoken in a long time, but unfortunately may come back with a vengeance. Like, oh, I think, look, when when Trump has to staff an administration, forget it. Right? Well, I mean, it'll only be the worst, like the worst of the bottom feeders who are going to be in his administration. The worst of them. Yeah. Because anybody who... Look, I had no patience for any of the people in the first administration. Um, but, but at least there were, like, allegedly a few people who right. were, like... Co Quote-unquote competent, yeah. Right. Like, Cohn, um, I don't know. What was the name of the first uh, Secretary of State, the Exxon guy? Oh, yeah. Exxon right. guy? Yeah, He was Exxon better than, than the next guy. Pompeo? Yeah, Pompeo is awful. I know. I have to be honest with you. And yeah. Like, I don't want this to be the end of our podcasting. I was reading something that Pompeo and Pence co-wrote about Iran. Uh -huh. I was and like, you I'm reading through it. I'm like, I can get behind that. Really? That makes sense to me. Uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> I was like, what's happening to me? Well, when... You know, in a year from now, when Stephen is working in, <laughs> for Mike Pompeo and, and the, his right hand oh my man God. on I Middle East divorced. affairs. My mother would disown me. My sister would call me every day and go, you're an asshole. Uh, you would never talk to me again. My children would would, would change their names. I mean, it would be – the dog would poop the on dog my feet. I would have to take in your family. <laughs> You know the story of someone calling me before the inauguration and said, send me your resume. And I was like, why? Because you could have any job you want in this administration. I said, Wait, and this is in 2016? 2016. I said, I'd yeah. rather shovel shit at the circus. Well, what's the difference? Really? And, then, and then this person said to me that... Uh, you watch yourself, Stephen Cook. No, you no, no. It turned, it, it turned into a screaming match. Um, that, what's his name? Mike Flynn was very pro-Israel. And I was like... What does that have to do with anything? Because you're like, a Jew. Because so you're a Jew. I was like, and then it turned into a screaming match. All right. Let me ask you a question. Okay. What's 7-8 Foods? 7-8 Foods is a place uh, in West Tisbury, Massachusetts. The reason I'm the asking. island of Martha's Vineyard. Hold on. And it reason, has really good on. coffee cake. The reason I'm sandwiches. asking, the reason yeah. I'm asking for those who can't see that Stephen is wearing a shirt that says Seven A Foods. So you got coffee cake from there? Coffee cake, tasty breakfast sandwiches, and pretty good coffee. And but you have to wait online. They're like kind of slow. So if you're pretty hungry. Did you say that's a shirt I want to rock, or did somebody get it for you? Uh, I believe this was purchased for me. It's it's a cool t-shirt. The, the best thing about this t-shirt, it's super soft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I'm need, needing to feel like soft and cuddly and like I just want to cuddle on the couch, this is a great, this is a great t-shirt. All right, everybody out there, I hope that you're listening. Well, can we talk about your t-shirt now? No, we're not going to talk. 
you got a great T-shirt on. I know, but that that was not an invitation to talk about my oh, T-shirt. Okay. I, I really yeah. wanted to talk about yours. About my about Seven Eight yeah. Foods. Yeah. yeah. So the problem with Seven Eight Foods though is they have really good scones, but sometimes they're like weird flavors. It's like like cranberry. <laughs> no, like poppy seed. Cucumber flower, cucumber blossom, poppy seed scone. Like, what? Just fucking shoot yourself in the face. Right? Like, you ever hear of a fucking blueberry scone? Yeah, like, I can't even deal with cranberry. So, like, the rest (laughs) of my No. It's like you're you're trying to be, like, too cute by half when you're doing that. Like, Like, come on. Like let's have the basics, right? The right, and they have a, they have really the good, they really good like coffee crumb cake, which I just love. Oh yeah, my cause god! Because you're a Jew from New York, so you from love New York, it. exactly. Because you grew up with it, like it's injected into your veins, exactly. Who's got the Entenmann's coffee cake? <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say Entenmann's coffee cake, or if you even remember the Drake's coffee cake. Oh, those. Were awesome, like the little kind of yellow yeah. on the top. Oh I yeah, love that. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go out later. Do you remember that Seinfeld episode with the Drake's coffee cake? Oh my god! <laughs> By the way, did you realize that um, Jerry Seinfeld is a supporter of genocide and a Nazi? All right, so are you, aren't you? Yeah, but that was. Did we discuss this on the last episode? Yeah, he was did. leaving the 92nd yeah. Street Y. He yeah. went to see Barry Weiss. Yeah, that's cool. Barry Weiss is having a moment. She's definitely having a moment. I mean, she's a, she's huge. I like her. Her wife has a Friday column in the free press that is hysterical. But I know yeah. how you feel about the free press, so I don't send it to you. It's so funny. She's really, really. She's, I think she's also a former New York Times person, maybe a former Wall Street Journal person. Anyway, she is very, very funny. Nellie Bowles. I love my, my, my shot of Nellie Bowles on a Friday morning. So, so you're agreeing with Mike Pence and Mike Pompeo. I told you, like, what's happening to me? You're hanging with Barry Weiss. <laughs> I'm hardly hanging with Barry Weiss, although her podcast producer called me. Yeah. Did you um, talk about this podcast? No. I did not. I, uh-huh. I texted with her. She's a former CFR person. Uh-huh. And they, I, it was when I was traveling without my phone. And... It, um, because I was in a suspect location and um, I got the text message when I got back and I texted her and she's like, oh, I produce a podcast for Barry Weiss, but OBE. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm not listening to that podcast. I haven't listened to that podcast yet. I should. I'm not going to. Especially since I like her wife. Anyway. What? Why do you look at me like that? I'm not listening to that. I'm I, I'm for diverse viewpoint diversity, man. Viewpoint yeah. diversity. It makes my head explode. Because <laughs> I just get angry. Because I just feel like her starting point is just so far from my starting point on all this stuff. Like her worldview is just so different than mine that I am not. I mean, her her worldview is basically that progressivism has gone wild. And we need to get back to kind of classic small hell liberalism. Talk, yeah, I'm talking more about her views on Israel. Oh, well, look, you know, she's got very strong. She's very, very pro-Israel. I don't know what that even means, really. No, I mean, I think she's, you know, like, uh, 
basically the you know the Palestinians uh, have no interest in peace, and without giving credence to the idea that <laughs> there are large numbers of Israelis who also have no interest in peace. Yeah, that's sure. the issue. There are large numbers of Palestinians who have no interest in peace. There are there's there's half the Palestinians who want a state of their own and want to build a state, and then there's another half that want to. Yeah, destroy Israel. Right. There is half the Israelis who want to build their society and live in peace with their neighbors. And then there's the other half of them that wants to annex the territory and push Palestinians off of their land. Yeah, so there's so like this mirror image. The problem with someone like Barry Weiss is that she doesn't recognize that part of Israeli society that wants to do those bad things. In the same way, a lot of these Palestinians refuse to recognize that, you know, Hamas wants to like... Yeah. Well, liberate and, all and, of Palestine. And, and what that yeah. means is killing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of Jews. So that's, that's, that's the problem. It's a, you know, each side is gaslighting the other. What can I've, you do? I've seen um, a number of people wearing uh, pendants yeah. with the historical map of Palestine on it. Yeah. Um, Jewish people, right? Like yeah. all of them. Israel. So are they, of, are they are they are they saying that yeah, they from the support river Palestinian the rights or that yeah. they're yeah. they're big Israel? Yeah, a greater Israel from right. the river to the sea means something different. Isn't it from Sinai? Isn't it from the Nile to the Euphrates? Euphrates? I mean, that's in like you know. Come on, I okay. don't think anybody really. No, of course not. I'm kidding around. I'm yeah. kidding around. But I do. I have seen a number of people wearing these necklaces. And to me, that's, there's no difference than well, look, there's that radicalization and, of and, people across the board here, right? I, I I do like I do like some of the stuff that I read in the free press that is commentary on what's happening in American society. I think it's quite worthwhile, to be honest with you. It's like I like I enjoy reading the bulwark for its you know kind of unrelenting anti-Trumpism and calling out the hypocrisy of you know the MAGA crowd or you know, people like Lindsey Graham. And, and I think there's a bunch of really smart writers there. I think the same thing with free press. I think a lot of the work that they've done on DEI and like progressivism gone crazy has been quite good. So unfortunately, progressivism does seem to have gone crazy. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And that puts people like us in a tough spot. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. an island. I am a rock. I am an island. We uh, we definitely feel like we're kind of adrift. Right? I think that I, politically, I certainly feel that way. Like it's unfortunate, because like, where are we supposed to go? Right. I mean, I, I, think, I mean, we'll see what happens in 2024. Um, will this be the return of the kind of centrist Democrat, or you know? But I mean, you know, we can talk all about this and we can, you know, rend our, our garments and whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, even the return of the centrist Democrats, we're looking at a completely radicalized, and we talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, like the, <laughs> the Republican Party, there are no centrist Republicans right, right, anymore. Right. Oh, what I, my, my point is, is that like for someone like Tom Swazi to reclaim his old seat, which is my mom's district, yeah. New York Third, yeah. in on a Long Island that has been trending Republican, right. yeah. is good. And I think his he ran a really strong campaign. He said the right things on immigration. He said the right thing on choice. He said the right things on crime. You yeah. know, but we're right. going up against extremists. 
everywhere. Uh, yeah, but those extreme. I mean, George Santos fucking won. I know. I know. But I don't think anybody did any sort of like yeah. due diligence on yeah, him or because because analysis. that seat, despite the fact that the district was trending Republican, yeah, the, the Democrats had held it forever. My mother was stunned. She's like, "What?" The only time they had my parents had ever had a Republican representative was when, for a short period, New York was redistricted, and they were districted into Peter King's district. Oh, that must have been fun for your parents. But it was a short period of time. I'm, my father took advantage of it in yeah, a way, like because so. those guys, like Al D'Amato before him, were all about constituent services. So my yeah. father would call it and be like, "There's a pothole on my street." He wouldn't even call like the county or the town. He'd just call the district office, and they'd be like, "We're on it." <laughs> it's like fuck these people let them do something for me I like it I like it that was Michael Cook yeah so uh, so what else what that's else? it man that's it. that's it speaking of Michael Cook it was the 16 years since yeah. he died you told me February 28th 2008 dude 16 <laughs> it's like unbelievable possible it's just I know I know it really, I had a bagel with locks and cream cheese for his, lunch that day. In his memory? In his memory. Then Lauren wanted, to go, like, to, Lauren wanted like to go to Baskin and Robbins that night in yeah. his memory, but it was raining. I was like, that's all right. I feel like you could have done the bagel and locks even if it hadn't been the anniversary of stuff. I know, but that's this is not a go-to lunch for me. Well, not in Maryland where the bagel. We've talked <laughs> about this, obviously. Um, yes, but like... Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 16 years. 16 years. Totally life, weird. Life has really, like, somebody hit 16 the baseball seasons. 16 Yankee the, campaigns. Somebody hit he the missed the last World button. Series. He did. Yeah. But you know what? He hasn't what? missed anything since 2009. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I had a drink this week with a rabid Yankee fan. Who happens to also be the ambassador from Cyprus. And he went to SUNY Albany and is like a crazed New York Yankees fan. So, what so he, we spent half tradition? the time talking about the situation in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh-huh. And then we spent the other half of the time talking about the Yankees and whether Boone should be fired and how pitching is suspect and what do we think of Soto and Aaron Judge? It would be terrible if he ends up like Don Mattingly. It's it. A lot of the and it, you know the Bahraini ambassador is a crazy Red Sox fan. He invites me when the Red Sox are in town to like when they play the, like interleague games against the Nats. Yeah, I go, but whatever. So I had this whole long conversation with. Uh, he's like a kid from New York, even though he's from Nicosia. Anyway. Um, but I, he was, I, think, I think Juan Soto is going to have a good year. And I, I hope I so. Think, I think uh, Stanton is going to have a big comeback here. He said he's changing the rules of the game, right? His I own think. rules. Like, didn't he lose a lot of weight? Did he take off a lot, of, so. a lot of muscle? And also a uh, non-concussed Anthony Rizzo will be back. So these are good things. Okay, but... We have a deep lineup. Deep lineup. Deep lineup. Pitching? We'll see. Could be suspect. What was Rendon's ERA last year? Like oh, over no. six. 17 and a half. <laughs> Whatever it was, it can't, it can't it was be a worse. Lot. Yeah, 
Let's see if um, if our boy, uh, what's his Volpe? name? No, the pitcher, uh, who is a Trump supporter, the lefty. Who, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. He's so, he who must not be named. Come on, what's his name? This is a senior moment we're having. I know, right we're both having a senior moment. We have I'm like, a t-shirt. Nestor I know, Cortez. we have the t-shirt. Nestor yes, Cortez. Nestor, right. Oh my God. Actually, I was I, picturing the t-shirt also. I don't have the t-shirt anymore. <gasps> Did you throw it out after he after you found out he was a Trump supporter? Okay, I I did not throw it out. I did not wear it. No, no, I don't. I put it in you the cloth recycling in our building. I'm not wearing it, and I don't want anybody else to wear it either. What do they do with the cloth recycling? They could, like stuff that's wearable. They do give it to people, and the stuff that's not, they like I don't know. So, like, some kid in the Central African Republic is going to be well, wearing a nasty maybe, Nestor or, Cortez, or maybe closer to home, even. Okay. Yeah. So yes, I will not be wearing a nasty. By the way, that whole that Cortez. whole thing where you donate clothing and it goes to Africa yeah. is like destroying the like clothing industry in Africa. Sorry. I'm just saying. I well, learned that because I was watching a Bourdain because they, you know, they repeat the Bourdains and he went to Kenya and they were saying that actually the stuff that's donated then gets it gets bought and then yeah. sent and then sold in I, Africa. Like, I, it undercuts the local industry. It undercuts the local yeah. ready to wear industry. Nothing I can do about that. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's your fault. I it's mean, not. I would say if it was your fault, if it was your fault. But, yeah, but it's our was, collective fault. We think we're doing good, but we're actually not. So I'm not I wish there was anything good for anybody anymore. I hear you. All right. All right. I think we're done. For this All right. Week. Have a good trip. Thank you. Bye, safe. Let me know how it goes. I'll let you know how it goes. All right. And then we'll be back next week. Next week? All right. Later. All right. Later.